God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. We, we have a lot to go over today. Um, today is... It's historic a historic day. It's a historic day. But, you know, you can't have some good without the bad. And I want to start by telling you that stolen elections have consequences. And we are, we are, we are facing those consequences today. So uh, for those of you that don't know, the vote for Roe versus Wade is out. It is out, and it was a success. Roe versus Wade is now over. The decision on Roe versus Wade in this landmark opinion uh, centered on the Mississippi law banning abortions after 15 weeks. So let me just go to, to this article, if you can, Mr. Producer. Uh, I put it inside of the comments. Um, I'll read this excerpt from uh, Fox News, if I can. The Supreme Court on Friday overruled Roe versus Wade effectively ending recognition of a constitutional right to abortion and giving individual rights and giving individual uh, states the power to allow, limit, or ban the practice altogether. Uh, the ruling came on the, current, the, the court's opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which centered on the Mississippi law that banned abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Republican-led state of Mississippi asked the Supreme Court to strike down a lower court ruling that stopped the 15-week abortion ban from taking place. Um, so we need to, we end this opinion where we begin. Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey uh, arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return the authority of the people and their elected representatives, Justice Samuel Alito wrote in the court's opinion. Alito's opinion began with an exploration and criticism of Roe versus Wade, and it's holding that with states have a legitimate interest in protecting uh, potential life, this interest was not strong enough to prohibit abortions before the time of fetal viability, understood to be at about 23 weeks into pre pregnancy. Um, and and you'll, you'll see that as you walk through this, they it ended Roe versus Wade on a federal basis, but it did not end abortions across the country. So part of the, the fight part of the fight is um, 
is still on. Now we just have to go back to the state level. But all the protests that are there on the federal level, um, they're saying that this, in fact, ends abortion. This, in fact, Im impedes the, the rights of women. I, I would tell you that you know, killing a baby is not anybody's right. And if you're going to play, you have to pay. And there's plenty of things out there. There's, there's plenty of contraceptives out there that can stop you from getting pregnant. Using abortion as a, as a way to, uh, as a contraceptive is not, it's, it's morally apprehensible. But now we have it. And there's, there's, as a result of this, there's a strong push out there to have this day of rage. Mr. Producer, have you, have you uh, seen this day of rage? Have you heard about this day of rage? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I can't say that I'm shocked. Um, here, I'll put this up right now. Night of Rage, uh, DHS warns. We yeah, Fall Row laid out uh, manifesto. So this, this, uh, the fact that that this is going to lead to a day of rage inside of churches on the eve or during the same time that, frankly, they they also in Congress, the selected people on both sides of the aisle, not elected. These people were not not elected. They were selected. We have a sham voting system. Our entire voting process is designed to make it look like you have a voice. You don't have a voice. And, and when your voice started to get strong enough, when the media started to uh, kind of break apart and become diluted, give people the ability to have an individual voice, the same individual voice that, that puts me in front of you today. When that happened... They felt like they lost control, that you had too much freedom to speak. And as a result, big tech came down and said, if you do not speak what we think you should speak, we're going to ban you. We're going to cancel you. We're going to take away your ability to make a living. We're going to incentivize people to only speak with a voice that we want to be emulated out into the public. Think I'm wrong? This is what happens when you have a voting system that is designed to destroy, or excuse me, steal the voice of the American people. It's not of the people, for the people, by the people. It's not. And, 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 and by the way, if it was, if it was that, would we be in the situation we're in today? Would we have police officers that would not go into Uvalde and save children because they wanted to save themselves? I would say that we wouldn't. So I want to I tell you guys something about yesterday, and then I want to get into all of the, the gun bill. So yesterday I was getting up from the podcast, and uh, a freakish thing happened. So some of you know about it. So I, I spent the day in the hospital yesterday. It was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't awesome. But I'm fine. Uh, just a little foggy. And uh, they tested me and said all systems are normal. But it wasn't before... Uh, uh, having to go through MRIs and all that stuff. So I am good, but I have no idea what happened. It was kind of a freakish deal. It couldn't, was really freakish. Yeah, couldn't stand up, couldn't talk. It was weird. So no TIAs, no no blood clots, anything else. It felt like I was drugged, So, but I wasn't. So just, just so we're clear, I was not drugged. Yeah. All right, so Mr. Producer, let's let's go ahead and put this up if we can. Let's put up A1. Yesterday, the slave masters... 
the bipartisan slavers passed a, a gun control bill. Now, I call it slave masters because what else do you call it? The American people, and, I, and here it is, guys. I've been, I'm reading this bill. Here's the bill. H.R. 7910. And it's to amend the United States Code to provide an increased age limit on the purchase of certain firearms, prevent gun trafficking, modernize the prohibition of untraceable firearms, encourage the safe storage of firearms, and for other purposes. It does none of those things other than take away the rights of Americans and subvert the Second Amendment right that you have under the Constitution. And much like Roe versus Wade, much like the, the gun bill that was passed in New York, this is what we deal with. So the, the Senate passed the bipartisan gun control bill in a 65 to 33 vote late Thursday, setting up one of the most significant pieces of federal gun legislation in decades, product of weeks of negotiations after a spat of mass shootings for a possible House vote this week. Okay. The bill earned support from all 50 Senate Democrats and the Republican Democrats. Yeah, those two. The package also drew yes votes from, put that up, Mr. Producer A2, from Republican Senator Roy Blunt from Missouri, Richard Burr from North Carolina, Thomas Tills from North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, Susan Collins from Maine, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Rob Portman from Ohio, Mitt Romney from Utah, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania, and Todd Young from Indiana. Okay, there are the senators that have to go on the Republican side. But there's more of them because they were all selected, not elected. We don't live in a free country. Your free country went out the door. See, they did this gun, much like the January 6th hearings, much like the January 6th hearings, this entire gun legislation is a sham on America that they have lied to us over and over and over again. There's no truth in it. It's not an age deal. It's not like you're going to have a murderous piece of trash, 18-year-old, that changes his mind by the time he turns 21. No. This bill is disgusting. Mr. Producer, put up A3, if you will. This is a Senate vote on gun bills. This is... Um, uh, this particular thing is questioned on the motion to concur the House amendment with an amendment... This is a summary roll call. This is a summary roll call from the vote in the Senate. And this is the act to make our communities safer. Very, very lovely title. An act to make our community safer. Okay, take this down for a minute. How does this make our community safer? Mr. Producer, I'm not seeing inside of here the uh, bill, the full bill. Uh, I think it's the last one. Okay, all right. Now, inside of this, if you go to section, let me see if I can find it here really quick. There's an incentive in here that um, if we go to page 13, page, thir page, yeah, page 13. In general, not later than 12 months after the date of enactment of this act, the Secretary in consultation with the Secretary of Education shall issue guidance to state medical agencies, local education agencies, and school-based entities to support the delivery of medical assistance to Medicaid and CHIP 
beneficiaries in school-based settings. Now, the reason why this is important is because this bill is not all about gun rights, taking away gun rights. This has financial incentives for people on reservations to comply, saying they'll get, they'll get more federal funding. So it'll take more of your tax dollars and hand them over to the, the reservations, which, by the way, they have marginalized Native Americans in this country to a place that is unbelievable. They throw money at them. The, the drug, drug epidemic on those uh, reservations is, on the, those lands, is unbelievable. And then you have developers that go into those lands and say, hey, let's build a casino. So, that, so they use things to take away things from the community in order to further financial gain. They use the Native Americans. Sorry. It's not a very, it, it might not be popular to say that, but that's, an, that's in fact what they do do. Um, the, the further you go down the, the line, and by the way, Mr. Producer, do we have the two, the two non-votes? Because I do believe the two non-votes were necessary in order to get them to two-thirds, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Um, the two who voted... Here, I think I have it here. Let me see here. All right, I'm looking at it now. It was uh, Cotton from Arizona and Kramer from North Dakota. Okay, Cotton from Arizona and Kramer from North Dakota? Yes. So we actually have 17. 17 Republicans that voted in order to make this pass. 17. And a comprehensive bill that is... I'm sorry, Arkansas. Arkansas. Sorry. Um, a comprehensive bill that as I'm reading it, Makes zero sense. Makes zero sense. There goes your rights, the Second Amendment. See, they attacked the First Amendment, now they're coming for the Second Amendment. Guys, listen, as you walk down, the Supreme Court is six to three. They've already threatened that they're going to pack the courts in order to get the legislation they want through the Supreme Court. They've already walked through and talked about all the other things, legislative things that they want to do across the country. You, you have people that are nullifying the Constitution, nullifying the Supreme Court ruling if it doesn't fit their, them. If it doesn't fit them, it doesn't fit the leftist narrative, they're just not going to pay any attention to it. You saw the sham on January 6th, and now they're taking away your gun rights. Mr. Producer. And you know, they talk a lot about expanding Medicaid and telehealth support, access to health care services in schools. Uh, I doubt that's going to be what people expect it is. Um, early and periodic screening, diagnostic treatment services. Um, they want to include juvenile records uh, in th into the background check system. I mean, I mean, they have burn grants for state crisis intervention and red flag laws. Th this bill, how is it going to stop murderous pieces of trash from going to schools and doing harm? How? You raise the age limit from 18 to 21. You raise it from 18 to 21. Why? Why'd you raise it from 18 to 21? Why are we not talking about big pharma? Why are we not talking about the fact that they are peddling and pushing drugs on our children? Why are we not talking about the fact that mass killers, all, all of the mass killers, were on psychotropic drugs? 
Why are we not holding them accountable? Why is it that we have to go down this path and let criminals, convicted criminal corporations, pay a couple billion dollars in fines to the government? So that money comes into the government, by the way. How does it get to you? Does that money ever get to you? We keep feeding the beast, giving them more and more money. And it all comes back down to the problem that our elections have been a sham for decades. But now that people are actually going out and voting, see, see, we're a product of our own, you know, they say, hey, go out and vote. So everyone goes out and votes and they vote for Trump. And they're like, ah, crap, we got to cheat. We got to cheat more than we did before. Make it so obvious and then gaslight the American people and tell them, oh, no, there's nothing to see here. I want to know how this gun bill makes our communities safer. Let's ask the question. Does, does it put an armed guard into every school in America? No. It does not. So how in the world is this going to stop raging maniacs from trying to figure out another way to be a raging maniac? See, some people that don't, they couldn't get access to guns, don't know how to fire a gun, are afraid of guns. They don't use guns. They use cars. They use hammers. They use knives. That's what they use. So again, if we don't ever solve the problem, we create chaos in our communities. Um, I want to give a shout out to one of our other sponsors too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank and I've done a lot of research on this bank and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Uh, if you go to accessbank.com slash daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured. Member FDIC in there for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Mr. Producer, if you could put up uh, um, B1. This is the gun reform safety bill. This is what's in it. And let me just, let me, let me go through all this for you because by the way, this is not everything that's in it. I didn't get a chance to read the entire bill. I, I got about halfway through it and I wanted to see if what they were telling the American people was true. It's not. They left a lot of stuff out on purpose. So we're going to cover that in a little bit. But the Senate compromised legislation on gun safety unveiled on Tuesday, potentially the most significant new federal safety measures in decades, including money for school safety mental health, state crisis intervention programs, and incentives for states to include juvenile records in the National Instant Criminal Database Check System. 
which provide a more comprehensive background check for those between the ages of 18 and 21 who want to buy guns. The highly anticipated legislation follows days of haggling by lawmakers over several sticking points that have raised questions on whether negotiations would fall apart. By the way, do you want to know who was a part of this, by the way? Do you want to know who was a part of the negotiation? A lobbyist group. Anybody have any idea what lobbyist group it was? The NRA. The NRA. So the NRA is complicit in your ability to, or the, their ability to take away your gun rights that don't make you safer. I, I will debate anyone, anyone, on how this bill is going to make people safer. It doesn't even, as you get into it, it doesn't even get into the psychotropic drugs that are being fed to our children. It doesn't get into the consequences, long-term consequences we're seeing now from the mid to late 80s all the way into the 90s and now 2000 that is pushing people to do these massive, horrendous acts against people in our community. And it's not just children. So how do you solve the mass shootings that happen in a by a 40-year-old guy that just decides to go into, or a 50-year-old guy that decides to go into a subway and start shooting people. How do you solve that problem? And then the more research you do, why are they sealing medical records and making it impossible for people to figure out what the correlations are between all of these people that do these insidious acts? So if you go down into this, into this, $750 million to keep states implementing and run crisis intervention programs. The money can be used to implement and manage red flag programs which are aimed at keeping guns out of the hands of those who pose a threat to themselves or others. You know, Colorado has a red, red flag law, by the way. Colorado does. And did you see what happened up in, in Boulder, Louisville? You know, the guy that went into a King Supers, who lived, by the way, in an area that is heavily populated with people who carry guns and went to the most liberal part of, of our state and committed a crime when he knew that there'd be nobody in there with a weapon or the probability was low. This person was on the FBI's watch list, has been watched for years. His family said that he was crazy, walked into a gun store, bought a gun. Where's the, where was the red flag law then? Where was the, where was the program then when, and, and look, I'm not supporting red flag laws. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm trying to tell you is that at some point, you got to know that it's not going to solve the problem because we have to get to the problem. What is a symptom? What is a problem? Look, I, maybe I'm just not that bright. Maybe I'm not that bright. But let, let's just go through the steps here. You got a, a four-foot-tall stove, and you got a two-year-old. And the two-year-old keeps putting his hand on the hot stove. And you got a little step stool that's sitting right in front of the stove. And no matter what you tell him, no, don't do it, he keeps putting his hand on the stove. And so you go, man, what... How are we going to solve this problem? Let me see here. So, well, how are you? Hmm. I think I have the answer. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put mittens on my kid so when he puts his hand on the stove, it doesn't burn him. And you're like, oh, that solves the problem. I'm going to make him wear mittens every time he walks around the house. 
He's got to wear mittens, oven mittens. And Captain Obvious walks in and goes, why is your kid wearing oven mittens? Well, he keeps burning himself on the stove. And Captain Obvious looks over, and there's a step stool in front of the oven, and he's like, well, just take away the step stool, and you won't have a problem with putting a hand on the stove. He's like, oh, no, he's got to have a step stool so he can see the stove. <laughs> That's how stupid this is. We don't want to solve the problems. If we solve the problems, we create societal rest, not unrest. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I want to, I'm Captain Obvious. I want anyone on the left, I want a legal scholar to call me up and tell me how this bill is going to save lives. It's not going to save lives. It's spending more money. It's creating more government. It's creating the opportunity for them to be able to steal more from you, to make you more of a slave than you are. It does all of those things. It rewards big pharma and says, keep feeding our kids these psychotropic drugs. Please keep doing it. And we're going to keep turning out mass murderers. And pretty soon we won't have gasoline. So, you know, we, they're going to get rid of that. It'll be battery powered cars. They're like, well, we can solve the problem with people running over people by having electric cars and then having a kill switch where we can stop the car in its tracks. And I'm thinking to myself, are you really a free human being? So $750 million to, to states implement and run crisis intervention programs. And this, um, the next thing is closing the so-called boyfriend loophole. The legislation closes a year-old loophole in domestic violence law that barred individuals who had been convicted of domestic cr violence crimes against spouses or partners with whom they showed children or cohabitated with from having guns. Old statutes didn't include intimate partners who may not live together, be married, or share children. The new bill would bar anyone who is convicted of a domestic violence crime against someone they have a continued serious relationship or romantic nature with from having a gun. The provision is isn't retroactive. The bill, however, would allow those convicted of misdemeanor domestic violent crimes to restore their gun rights after five years that they committed other, having committed other crimes. Okay, so what that really means is, is that if you're married to someone who has a domestic violence, you cannot have a gun. You can't defend yourself. You're not allowed. Because you choose to be with this person, who it may or may not. I mean, if you looked at the uh, Heard case, the, the Depp Heard case, who she got up on the stand and lied. I mean, it, I, I, I don't know what else to call it. What would you call it? Mr. I think lie. She lied. Yeah, obscene sociopathy. And, and by the way, that is the person who wrote an entire story about Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp's like, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm not a Boy Scout, but I didn't do any of that. And people like that are the ones who are going to put in red flag law petitions against yes. people who have done nothing wrong, but they have a grudge against them. They have a vendetta. And by the way, the court does not have to have there's, – there's no jurisdictional process by which you get to – you're not innocent until proven guilty. You're guilty until they decide you're not guilty. Again, stripping Americans of their rights to own weapons to be able to defend themselves. 
The bill goes after individuals, so it requires more gun sellers to register as federally licensed firearm dealers. The bill goes after individuals who sell guns as primary source of income but have previously evaded registering as federally licensed firearm dealers. This is significant because federally licensed dealers are required to administer background checks before they can sell a gun to someone. This is true. So, so let me just say this again. Ready? There was never a time that you did not have to get a background check in all 50 states to buy a gun. More thorough reviews of people aged 18 to 21 who want to buy guns. The bill encourages states to include juvenile records in the National Instant Criminal Background Check System with grants, as well as implements a new protocol for checking those records. It gives NICS three days to review an individual's record. If someone potentially disqualifying comes up, NISC gets an additional seven days. If the review is not completed by then, the gun transfer goes through. Where's the part in here about the fact of, are you on psychotropic drugs? I mean, look, I'm not trying to take anyone's rights away from them. I'm not. I'm not. I am not trying to do that. I'm not trying to limit the Second Amendment at all. But what is the problem with mass murderers? What is the problem? I can tell you what the problem is. It's psychotropic. It's big pharma. What's the problem with what happened with the pandemic and this vaccine killing millions of people and the DMED database? Big Pharma. Why are they holding back and stopping us from getting access to information? Big Pharma. We, we know what the problem is, and we know that Big Pharma became Big Pharma because of stolen elections and that your voice doesn't count. I don't know of anyone that would not want an armed guard in the front of every single school in America. And people are wanting more today than ever. 72 million new gun purchases in 2021. 72 million. Americans are like, look, I'm tired of this. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm done. And in states like New York, say that getting a concealed carry, we're not going to follow your laws. Why would we follow the federal mandates? Why? It doesn't follow our, it doesn't allow us to make victims of our society. These sick individuals that sit in those positions of trust and authority are now dictating what is or is not law. That is called lawlessness. But they're building gun laws for law-abiding citizens, which, by the way, will not make anyone safer. It will not make, this will not make anyone safer. There will, there will be more gun shootings tomorrow as a result of this. Actually, no, the FBI who are grooming you know, mass murderers, grooming them, using them to commit mass crimes, atrocities against another Americans, so they can have a narrative. Now, they, they might actually pull back a little bit and say, oh, it worked. Creates new federal statutes against Gun trafficking and straw trafficking. The legislation makes it easier to go after those who are buying guns for individuals who are not allowed to purchase weapons on their own. Increases funding for mental health programs and school security. The money is direct, directed to a series of programs, many of which exist, that would be funding more robustly under the new law. Mental health programs. I'm all for mental health programs. I think we have a mental health problem in our country. We absolutely have a mental health problem. We also have a drug problem. We have a legal drug problem, and we have an illegal drug problem. And you don't see them doing anything about that, by the way. 
They're not doing anything about it. Now, Gasson and, and the rest of these DAs, or they're letting them just walk the streets. They're letting fentanyl come into our streets and meth and all sorts of other drugs come to our streets, and they're doing nothing about it. They're letting people, especially young people, destroy their lives. They're letting it happen. And then you have the legal tra drug trade. Uh, what, what, hey, look, you are just a little too fidgety. Here, here's some pills for that. Can you not see that everything they're doing is designed to control the American people? We've got to do a check-in right now with one of our partners and, and uh, sponsors of the show. This uh, podcast sponsored by IP Vanish. You feel like someone's always watching you on the Internet. Um, and maybe advertisers know too much about you. IP Vantage helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties. You can use IP Vantage on your computers, tablets, phones, even your even device like your Fire Stick when you're streaming. Um, when you do, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browser history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. It makes you virtually invisible online. You can use it on unlimited devices at the same time. I will tell you that I mean, as an add-in to this, that if you're using certain applications, such as you know Ring apps or things like that, you do have to turn it off because it does need to make sure that it can identify that you are the, the, the right person um, uh, to access those programs. So uh, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with IP. Vanish. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Okay. So I, I, I want to get more into this. It, it, uh, it, it, is, it is crazy what we're dealing with right now. And, and I think the crazy part for me is not, is not that they are passing gun legislation. It's that people are suffering right now. Massively suffering. The suffering right going on right now collectively across the country is has nothing to do with gun violence. They, they want to use this pull on your heartstrings. We're losing our children. Ignore what happened in Uvalde. Much like they did on January 6th. Here's what they didn't do on January 6th. They didn't bring any sort of experts, cyber experts, to talk about the irregularities and the the massive amounts of evidence that shows the fraud amongst the machines. They didn't present any evidence related to math or science related to the election. They didn't bring in anyone that talked about the four to 6,000 troops that were offered up, National Guard troops that were offered up to protect it, the fact that Nancy Pelosi denied needing any sort of assistance at the Capitol. Didn't bring that up. Did not bring up Ray Epps. Did not bring up... Uh, Solomon. What's Solomon's first name? You know what I'm talking about? Let me look. Yeah. Did not bring him up. Because why would they? Why would they bring up anything that shows the reality of what happened on January 6th? And the same thing on this gun bill. I'm saddened by it because we don't have representation in this country. There is no representation which is why I keep coming back to the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates by Matthew Trevella. That's why I keep coming back to the fact that if we're going to solve the problem, we have to identify the problem and get the problem. We have to become Captain Obvious. We have to stand shoulder to shoulder, and we have to take back our nation. That's, that's not some extreme idea or ideal. 
That is the reality of what we need to be doing. So they passed this new gun legislation. New York, we, yesterday we had a huge win in the Supreme Court. Supreme Court is, is definitely doing the things to follow constitutional governance. But in New York, Eric Adams says, put up B2 if you would, please. Eric Adams says that private businesses can restrict guns ownership. Eric Adams, the mayor of, of uh, New York, said that businesses can actually restrict gun ownership. I mean, th- I, I, want you to, I want you to think about that. So we are, a, we are a country of laws, right? We're a country of laws. Are we a country of laws? I think we are. Supposed to be. And so Merrick, a- Eric Adams says that if you're a business owner, you should be able to decide who can and cannot have guns. This is after uh, COVID, too, which is, I think is hilarious. Yeah. So businesses weren't smart enough during COVID to be able to protect their people and keep people safe by washing their hands before it was even cool. No, no, no. Can't, they, they're not smart enough to do that, but they, they're smart enough to tell you who can and cannot have a gun. Now, this is going to backfire, and here's why. People in New York City are tired of being victims on both sides of the aisle. But Eric says on Friday it will, it will be up to private businesses to decide whether or not allow concealed guns under the new Supreme Court ruling. As he revealed, he wants to convene mayors across the U.S. to collectively fight the controversial decision. Okay, listen. Everything that the Democrats touch turns to crap. Everything. Everything that they touch degrades and decays into nothing. Tell me something that doesn't. I, look, I am all ears. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. What, what does not turn to crap that the Democrats touch? Anything? I mean, I mean let's, let's go through it. Ready? Education. I, are you sure, Mr. Producer? I think on education they've done, I've done, they've done a great job on education. I mean, kids are coming out of school not proficient in anything. I think that's good. Fully controllable. And for the slave owners that were selected to be our slave owners, to, be, to represent us as slaves, now, which by the way, they don't even know what's in the Constitution. They've never read it. I always ask them questions like, I, I do, I ask politicians that I meet all the time, hey, what's the 11th Amendment? And they're like, what? Come on, what, what's the 11th Amendment of the Constitution? And they're like, oh, I know this. And I'm like, all right, what is it? And they're like, well, it's, um, so it's complicated. No, it's actually not. It's not. It's not complicated. I ask him, because everyone will say the Second Amendment, First Amendment, right to bear arms. Second Amendment is your gun rights. Okay, got it. What's the Fourth Amendment? (laughs) Not one of them can answer it. Not one. I have not had one politician. Not one politician. I asked the question of a constitutional sheriff candidate. Okay, what's the 19th Amendment? I mean, that's an easy one. No. Well, you know, I think that every amendment is important. That is how he answered. Every amendment is important. 
Well, most people only get one through five, and that includes politicians. I've, you very rarely hear anyone talk about amendments past the fifth. Well, yeah, the 14th Amendment. Right? I mean, yeah, the 14th Amendment, which, which holds quite a bit. I went on this two years ago. I went in and I started reading the Constitution. Every day I would read the new part of the Constitution. People would ask me questions. They're like, well, wasn't there a preamble? Yep, there was. Now, when I went to school, we had to know Article 1, Article 2, Article 3. We had to know it all. Kids today don't even know what the Constitution is. I, I kid you not. I asked my son, son, what is the 11th Amendment of the Constitution? What's the 11th, 11th Amendment? He's like, I, I don't even know. I'm going to read it to you here. Ready? The judicial power of the United States should not be construed to extend any suit in law or equity commenced or persecuted against one of the United States uh, by citizens of another state or by citizens or subjects of any foreign state. Equal protections. Anybody here that's listening know what the 19th Amendment was? It ends women's suffrage. <laughs> I mean, every woman should know that, right? So when I ask a female, and I do, I'll ask female representatives that are elected that question. Do you know what the 19th Amendment is? And do you know what the answer 99% of the time is? Mr. Producer, you were there when I asked one. It was... It was I've seen you ask actually probably three or four. Not one of them knew it. Not one knew what women's suffrage was. These are the people telling us that you should not have gun rights. These are the people telling you that the Supreme Court got it wrong. Okay, tell me how they got it wrong. Tell me what a Democrat has touched. And by the way, Republicans have been controlled opposition from the beginning. When you have stolen elections, which is what we have, this is what you get. They don't even know what the Constitution is. There are people that have organizations, they walk around and they hand out copies of the Constitution. And they hand it to people. And I happened to be at a meeting, and somebody at that meeting handed it to a, it was a mayor. It was the Constitution. He goes, I, I already know the Constitution. So I took it upon myself right then <laughs> to ask the question. I was like, oh, you know, the, you know the Constitution too? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, the 14th Amendment has how many sections? And he's like, uh, oh, this is a trick question. It has one section. I said, nope, it's got five. <laughs> And he goes, oh, and he's in front of people, right? And I go, okay, let me give you an easy one. Let me give you an easy one. What's the 19th Amendment? <laughs> I mean, you know it. It's easy. You should know this. This is so easy. Matter of fact, you're a Democrat mayor. You, sh you, got, you care about people's rights. You want people to vote. Everybody needs to get out and vote. Vote. Voting for everyone. Votes, votes, votes. But you don't know what the 19th Amendment is. He goes, 19th Amendment. Let me think about this. I got this. I was like, let me help you. Man, woman. <laughs> Guys, I already told you what it is. It ends women's suffrage. It, it cannot discriminate or take away the ability for someone to vote based on the sex. 
well, we have a problem here. Houston, we have a problem. Because now you can be a pink unicorn. And the Constitution does not allow for pink unicorns to vote. Does it? Maybe it does. Er, I think it doesn't. No. I bring that up because the further we get down this path, we're starting to realize that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is coming to life. It's a real thing. Businesses should have the ability, 100% have the ability to decide whether or not they let guns into the thing, into their, into their businesses. Okay. So then Biden has to, has to have a conversation, right? I mean, and you have, this is unbelievable. Let's put up if we can, B3. In a statement released by the, uh, after the vote, Biden called the de- on the House to promptly vote on this bipartisan bill and sent it to his desk. Tonight, after 20 years of inaction, bipartisan members of Congress came together to heed the call of families across the country and passed, by the way, families across the country are not asking for this. They did not. They did not. Heed the calls of families across the country and passed legislation to address the scourge of gun violence in our communities. Families in Uvalde and Buffalo and too many tragic shootings before have have demanded action, and tonight we acted. Okay, so let let me explain something to you. The families down in Uvalde, now that I've talked to four or five of those families, do you know what they're saying? Do you know what they're saying? Put a freaking guard in the school with a gun. You know what else they're saying? Close these freaking borders. Close the borders. Solve the problems. Stop servicing the symptoms. Stop making us victims. That's what they're saying. You know what they're not saying? Let's give the, the, the uh, NCIS 10 days to decide whether an 18 to 21-year-old who may have you know, pranked uh, somebody or done something as a juvenile should have the ability to have a gun. Let's give, let's give r- reservations money if they pass this bill so that they can keep guns out of the reservation. Let's do everything we can to punish law-abiding citizens and create more loopholes so they can try to hurt law-abiding citizens. See, this is all a trap of persecution, not prosecution. This is no accountability. That's what this process is about. And that's why the doctrine of lesser magistrates is important. That's why the Constitution had a framework. It had a framework for this. It had a framework for removing people who try to steal things from us. But it does take a large group of people in this country to stand up. It is of the people, for the people, by the people. So we, we get through the gun stuff. I'm gonna, I mean, I, I want to run through some of this stuff. I don't know if, Mr. Producer, you got some of the information related to this. Oh, this is a silver bullet firearm indoor range and training center, uh, conservative critics blog posted by conservative critic. Well, this is really good, huh? Yeah, it was, that was like 10 years ago. I think it's prophetic though, isn't it? Yeah, this was when, uh, this was under Obama. He was doing the exact same kind of garbage. Let, let, let's read this if we can put that up, Mr. Producer. 
Conservative Credit Blog, this was from March 1st of 2013. Conservative Critic Blog, post by Conservative Critic, gaslighting in the form of psychological abuse in which a false information is presented with the intent of making a victim doubt his or her own memory. Perception and sanity. Instances may range simply from the denial by the abuser the previously abused incidents ever occurred up to the staging of bizarre events by the abuser with the intention of disorienting the victim. You're being told repeatedly by anti-gun advocates, politicians, and media that they, are support, that they support the Second Amendment and that no one really wants to take your guns. Yet the president is about to invoke executive orders while pushing Congress for more, for more restrictive gun control legislation that will substantially impact your gun rights. You're being told that gun control measures they will take are reasonable and reflect the common sense, yet your own common sense makes it clear it is a simple measure, makes it clear not a single measure being suggested would have prevented any of the mass shootings we've seen. You're being told that civilians have no need for AR-15s or 30-round magazines, yet the people who seek to ban them are routinely protected by the same along with their families. You're being told that gun registration can help reduce gun, gun crime, yet we know criminals are not going to register their guns. And every modern despot that came to power used gun registration to ultimately disarm the public before invoking tyrannical policies. You will soon be told that the actions being taken are necessary to stop the senseless violence and murder of innocent children. Effective solutions like armed security in schools or the elimination of gun-free zones with mass murders tend to occur will be dismissed outright. Never mind that armed security protects the halls and residents of those in power. To some, these reforms will be seen as acceptable. Rest assured, however, that the next mass murders occur, they will insist the changes did not go far enough, and they will come after the remaining guns. History explains why, of late, the Showtime Network has been running the movie The Pianist. It is a true story of a Polish classical pianist named Sp uh, Spillman, and his experience in the Warsaw Ghetto, where the Nazis segregated Polish Jews before sending most of them to die in uh, Treblinka during World War II. Initially, the Jews vastly outnumbered the Nazi overlords, yet these people complied with the edicts imposed upon them, thinking it would do, do so until it was too late. The Nazis understood the effectiveness of using authority to manage average people who were reluctant to believe that the regime would ultimately harm them. The same was true of the Russians who were murdered under Stalin and Cambodians under Poi Pot. The Rwandan uh, Tutsis or the Hittus and every other example of the imposition of tyranny. You're being gaslighted. You're being told lies about the true intention of those who seek to take your gun rights by attrition. And they have much history to show them how to do it. Those who suggest that it's happening by are branded as paranoid conspiracy nuts, a tactic of the gaslighting process. The approach is as clever and effective as a diabolical and in many Americans will fall prey to it. Those who recognize it for what it is will face difficult choices, comply or resist, both of which can carry adverse consequences. We study history to understand where the future is likely to carry us, and now you are living it. Either you're going to be a part of deciding your own destiny, or you allow others to determine it for you. Boy, I need my glasses. This was written in 2013. The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate was written in 2013. I got nothing more for you on this. I got nothing more for you. Mr. Producer, you're going to have to put in the other... Yeah. That's it. 
that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad because I keep coming on here and talking about what needs to get done, and we still do nothing. We talk. We wait for somebody like Trump to stand up and, and save the day. No, we save the day. You save the day. That's what saves the day. They have guns to protect them, but you can't protect your family. And you know what? It makes us unsafer to solve the problem and just and, and not service the symptom. That is what it means to do in, to have insanity. And we see it. Our common sense does not, it does not betray us, but we're afraid. We're afraid and we're cowards. And we don't know how to stand up together without getting pissed off that someone else might be more conservative or more Christian or less Christian or doesn't have the same theology as me. It's American versus non-American. And that's it. That's all we got. I'll be in Mesa, just so you know, tonight. I'm seeing an event with, with Gableman and Mike Lindell. It's going to be a great event. If you can be there, great. I'd love to see you. Please say hi to me. If you, if you can't be there, um, we are going to live stream it. So you'll have the ability to live stream it. We'll live stream it on Conservative Daily. I don't think we'll have a show tonight, but we'll have maybe a, a small segment that we put out uh, later on tonight, but uh, nothing big. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. So I'm going to quickly pray, if I can. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today with, these, with our listeners. Um, forgive me for, you know, saying the obvious and for getting just passionate about getting people to wake up and to do something, to stand together. Stand together in the gap and act in the place of interposition where they can protect the community, protect intended victims, and stop the madness of the things that these selected slave leaders have forced upon us. We know that there's no truth in what they say, Father. We know, and we just we thank you for revealing it to those you've revealed it to. We just ask you to pull back the veil so that everyone can see it before it's too late. Father, please bless us in our travels. Bless us this weekend that we may enjoy our families and friends. And bless us that we may have faith, but act in that faith, and we may do the work that you want us to do. And that we may not be selfish in that. And that we may actually be unselfish in serving people in our community so that future generations will have opportunity. I say all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You can find us on a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to let them do the outro. Um, God bless you all. I'll see you tonight or I'll see you on Monday. God bless you. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, 
you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.